welcome to In My Shoes. It's a podcast for women of color where we talk about the issues we face on a daily basis. And I am your host, Karen Davis Thompson, and I have a familiar guest with me today, guys. Father's Day is coming up and um, we're all about women, as you know, it In My Shoes. But of course, we do need to recognize um, the men in our lives um, dads, uncles, godfathers, men who were influences for us. And so I have my hubby joining me today. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about um, what it means to be a girl dad. So my husband is a girl dad and a boy dad because we have one of each. I uh, just wanted to pick his brain about that and just what this journey to being the dad to a daughter has been for him. And so that's what we're going to talk about. So quickly, just in case there are a few who are not familiar with Hubby, tell us a little bit about yourself and your name too. My name is Ronald Thompson. I am the husband of Karen Davis Thompson, the wonderful host of this podcast. Um, I'm an educator. I've been an educator for the, oh gosh, approaching 30 years now. Um, Unbelievable. Uh, she said, I am a, a girl dad as well as a boy dad. And, um, uh, that's about it. Well, thank you so very much for that. Um, so we'll dive right in. Happy Father's Day. First of all, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, um, I wanted to ask, and we've never talked about this before, but, um, I don't know how we settled if we just decided we wanted one of each, but growing up or at what point in your life did you know you wanted to be a dad? Oh, that's hard to say. Um, I knew I wanted a family. I knew that I wanted to be a uh, husband and have children. And, um, and, and it's really hard to say when I was, I, I'd have to say I was ready to be a father at 30 uh in my 30s and that was because primarily because i had matured uh i felt i was ready to be a dad um you know those earlier years not so much <laughs> um there was probably a lot more fear <laughs> there than there was uh faith at that point uh so i'd have to say i was probably ready to be a father in my 30s in your 30s and why do you think you wanted to be a father? Why was that something you wanted to to do? Um, I was prepared for it. I wanted to have the pleasure of raising a family. Um, you know, I love kids. Um, you know, it was always a part of the deal uh, to get married, to have children, to raise a family. Um, I think all of those things uh, came into play when I decided that I wanted to get married and settle down. Did you ever have a, okay, I want a boy, then a girl. Did it matter to you? I, you know, it's hard. I, when thinking back, I don't really remember. I don't really know. Uh, you know, um, as you know, I was very close to my goddaughter. So, uh, and, and she was a pistol and I fell in love with her immediately. So, I don't really know if I thought I wanted a girl or a boy or if I had two girls and, you know, whatever the case may be. I mean, would I have preferred one of each? Absolutely. Um, but I, I can't say that I, that thought process entered my mind. I just wanted a child. And it did work out for us. We have one of each. 
So when you, what, what are what are some of the major differences that start there between what it's like to be a girl dad and what it's like to be a boy dad since you get to experience both? Mm. I, uh, I probably am, I'm, I'm probably a little more protective of the girl than I might be of the boy if I had to say anything. Uh, you know, I, and, and not to say that I'm not as protective of my son. Uh, I, I'm, you know, these days I'm, I'm, I'm as, I'm as fierce of a father about him as I am of her, but, uh, probably maybe as maybe a little bit more protective of her, um, than I would of, of the boy in certain arenas. And I think that is true. A lot of dads tend to be a little more protective of their daughters. Why do you think that is? What is it about daughters that you think um, dads tend to be? Because I know my dad is that way. I mean, he has no boys, but um, he is a girl dad and he is only a girl dad. (laughs) But Uh I do get that he has some, like, for example, This is a little crazy, as you well know. But like if I had a brother and, you know, he got a thing about earrings and all that. But if he was a football player and all that, you know, it would have been okay for him to do some of that stuff. But um, things for his daughters, he just was like, no, no, no. The rules just seem to be different, even in just talking to him um, for uh, his daughters versus what it would have been like for his son. So if he had had a son. So why do you think that is? I just, I, and it might be a, it's a male thing. I think more than anything, not, you know, sitting here thinking about it, um, instinctively, um, men want to protect their families and they want to protect uh, their their children and the women um, in their lives. And growing up, I was very protective of, uh, I would say, the females in my life. Um, you know, uh, and, and as you know, there were a lot of them from extending from my aunt to my stepmom, to my mom, to my grandmother, my great grandmother. Um, you know, it, it just it just came natural um, growing up. Um, you know, it, it's funny because we were talking about it the other day. You know, I remember <laughs> we we paid a trip to my you know, to visit my mom, my stepmom um, in Miami. And um, he, uh, you know, we were at church with her and some guy just came walking up on her, asking her who she was. And immediately my instincts kicked in. It's like, who are you? <laughs> you know, that's my mom, what you're asking about, you know? So I think it's, it's instinctive, you know, that's just, that's just what we do. I mean, that's what men do. Um, you know, we, we love y'all. We want to protect y'all. We want to make sure that no harm comes to you. Um, and again, that doesn't mean that we don't, uh, we're not as fierce about our male uh, uh, children as we are our females, but I think we're a little more so, and it's just instinctive. All I can that's, that's all I can put to it. Yeah, I would agree. I think there is some instinct there, and just some, you know, you just feel like you want to protect your daughter more. Um, it's just kind of how things have been over the years, and I think that that still uh, holds true today. Um, and as everybody knows, we have a, a daughter with. Um, special needs. And so when you first found out um, about her diagnoses, and she has many, what were some of the thoughts that went through your head when you when you had to begin processing what things would be like for her and your relationship with her? You know, it's, it's, 
it's it, I, 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 I was fleshing out a lot of that and still and to this day I'm still fleshing out a lot of that it's you know when you when you deal with a special needs child and the things that they do and the things that they understand or don't understand you have to have a lot of, of empathy and a lot of you know you, you have to learn and patience and things like that so I had to learn patience and a lot of what I learned came from you because you know I, I just didn't see it right away and um oftentimes I mean I, I don't know if this is, is is something that can be said about men in general um um mothers are a lot more nurturing and probably can spot things faster than men can um and, and that was true of you uh you um uh, spotted a lot of things early on that I, I i was clueless about and and that's um you know and and you know i had no idea about um and i i had to kind of learn to deal with that in my head and learn how to deal with that um as i ongoing um it, it's just you know you you and a lot of times you had to explain to me uh, when it came to our daughter, Ron, she's not going to get it, you know, that, uh, at least she's not going to get it that way. It's not going to resonate with her. So you need to try that again. You need to try this this way, or you need to make sure you respond this way. Um, so I, I didn't understand a lot, uh, about it, um, and had to wrap my head around a lot of things, um, as we went through the process with her. So when you, were there ever any things that you, cause I do kind of remember that. And I do think that um, maybe women are, uh, you know, and we're making broad generalizations, obviously mm -hmm. maybe a little more in tune to that, but what were some of the signs for you that you finally said, Oh, like what, what was it that you maybe saw at one, at what point did it really click for you that, Oh, okay, this is going to be different than maybe what, you know, I was thinking it was going to be to be a girl dad. When when did you see some of those things? I I mean, probably early on when she was uh, a toddler, um, and just you know the the emotions, the um, just a lot of things that she just that 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 and I don't have to say early on uh, signs of just not being able to get things, uh, having trouble with certain things. Um, uh just and as i said a lot of a lot of emotion just sometimes it just didn't resonate or ring with me if you get what i mean if, if you understand what i'm saying uh it just didn't click i didn't understand why there was this reaction or why this is going on or why she's feeling this way uh you know things like that so um th th those are probably th those and you know it's very like i said i'm being very vague but those are probably some of the things that resonated with me early on. So it resonated you. You just didn't quite know what to make of it. Maybe you didn't know. Right. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know quite know what to make of it or how to deal with it. Would, gotcha. would probably be the, the way to put that. So when you finally, you know, Hey, these are the diagnosis that she's been given or this is what you guys are dealing with. How did that make you feel? How did you feel about it? Mm. 
I don't necessarily think I felt any way about it. Um, you know, I'm in education and I know, uh, you know, you know, I, I, I deal with a broad spectrum of, of students or children. And, uh, you know, if anything, it, it helped me to develop more patience and it helped me to kind of take a step back and, you know, it, it helped me recognize some things, you know, uh, in students. So in a sense, I'd have to say it was, it, it, it's kind of a blessing because, you know, like, for example, um, I was, I was dealing with a student and didn't quite know how to uh, react to them uh, when that student displayed certain behavior. And, you know, based upon what we go through with our daughter, I was able to recognize uh, certain signs, um, certain that, you know, uh, or certain behaviors, because they were similar to what some of what my daughter might display. So, you know, wherein I might <laughs> react, I might react uh, very sternly and bluntly with another student, I didn't take that approach with that student. And honestly, it's helped me develop a relationship with that student because, you know, I, because of my reactions to it, you know, uh, to that student, I get calls or I've gotten calls regarding that student in his class. And I've gone in and as soon as I see that kid, I was like, okay, I know I'm going to approach this. And so it, it, it's getting kind of a blessing um, to, to, you know, it's been kind of a blessing to be able to see those things and learn how to deal with those things because it's helped me deal with other people. Um, it's, it's helped me deal with other people and other people's children, so to speak, and develop a lot more patience. And I guess maybe for women, it's a little different. I know that, um, you know, it, it, at least we I, women I know do it. And maybe because I talked to a, a mom during Autism Awareness Month and we kind of talked about this and maybe it's different for men. But, um, you know, I wonder, did you just kind of go into educator mode or what? Because I know for women, there was a grieving process, not I mean, not grieving in the in the tr true sense of the word, but I had to learn that things were not going to be the way that maybe I had envisioned it would be when you have a daughter. You know, there are certain things that were, we would be able to experience, but they wouldn't be experienced in the same way, say my sister and may experience with my niece. Certain mm -hmm. conversations would need to be done differently. And every child is different to be sure. But there mm -hmm. were just certain things that maybe I envisioned for like prom or homecoming or, you know, when she started dating boys or when, we're, you know, just certain things that in my mind, maybe you, you, you think you're going to be able to do it. Your daughter, we did some of those things, but it, it wasn't the same way. Um, and right. so I guess I was curious, you know, you say that you really didn't feel either way. Did you just kind of go into educator mode? Was there ever part of you who thought that, Hey, these are the moments that I'll have with my daughter. Or did you ever look at it that way? Like I know women, we tend maybe to do that more than men did there, were there things that you had been looking forward to maybe with having a daughter that you had to realize would be a little different um, because our baby girl had some different things that she would have to work through. Yeah. I, you know, there are, there, there are, and like I said, you know, I, I think there, there are, um, I, you know, some of the same things that you, that you just mentioned, you know, prom and like you said, we did some of these things, but 
I don't think we got to do them at to the level that we really wanted to do them, you know, um, and or we did them differently than what was expected. Um, and um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I, I did get to take her to her prom or her school's prom. And it was it was a very cute, uh, festive moment. She looked, you know, all dads get, you know, they get to look at their daughters and they get to see them dressed up. And you say, oh, how beautiful you look. And, you know, um, that was a moment that I, I appreciated and I and I I I cherished and, uh, you know, and, and it was a moment I was glad I could be a part of. Um, you know, I, I remember I took when I took her to her first dance at school. You know, I was there chaperoning, just watching her with her friends and having a good time. And um, you know, wish I had more moments to where I got to see her do like athletic things, like cheerleading or something to that effect. You know, I, I you know, um, I missed out on a few of those things. I got to experience those things a lot more with my son. Um, and, but, you know, I wish I could have experienced those things a lot more with, with our daughter. Yeah, I do think that there were things that were a little different and I had to, to just know, cause we, we got to do the prom thing. It wasn't quite the same as maybe with my niece or whatever, but, um, we still got the opportunity to do that. And like you said, she was excited and happy mm -hmm. and joyful. And so that's really at the end of the day, all that really mattered, right. Was that she enjoyed it and then she doesn't know it's different you know what I mean and so I, I just never wanted to take that joy away from her because of my own stuff you know of mm -hmm. wishing that things were whatever I had in my head and I just always wondered I guess you and I never really talked about that if it were if those were some of the same things that you kind of struggled uh with um because it was it wasn't what you know maybe we envisioned but she had a blast um, she mm -hmm. got to get all dressed up and got her hair done and her makeup and she had on a little dress and she got to take pictures with all of us and you got to take her there. And, you know, like I got to chaperone a few times and like, you know, just like you said, to see her uh, interact, um, let me know that she's fine and she's happy and she's growing and she's, she's good. And so some of that is just our stuff that we have to deal with. And I just wondered if you kind of experienced some of that as well. Um, what would you say has been the biggest challenge being a girl dad? Mm. <laughs> the biggest challenge being a girl dad? Uh, I mean, being a parent, period, is, is, is tough as it is, no matter whether it's a girl or a boy, but I'd have to say maybe being present, you know, uh, um, uh, that probably is the most difficult thing of being a girl dad. Uh, being present for, you know, I, I have to kind of, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a man. I may not care about certain things like dresses and uh, clothing and shoe shopping. You know, I mean, uh, that's not me, you know, but I have to be present sometimes just as much for her as I am for our son, you know. Um, and sometimes I, I missed out there too. I wasn't, I, I wasn't present. There were moments that I wasn't present for him that I really, really feel bad about. Um, 
you know, because he he needed some he needed some emotional emotional support. And I'd have to say the same thing for her. I mean, I wasn't I was there, um, but I I didn't partake in all of those things. I didn't always make the you know the big deal that I should have made, you know. Um partially because, you know, I, I'm like I'm not a fashion dude. I'm not a shopper. I'm not a you know, I'm not this or that and the other. I'm just me. So I had to make sure that I was present. I, you know, because I want her to have a good memory and, and I want her to appreciate. Uh and I want to be able to appreciate. And it's important for me to be a good father. You know, um it's always pre you know, it's always um uh, important for me to be a good father. Um, um, you know, when we had um, meetings at school for the kids, um, you know, you you dealt with a lot of, you did a lot of heavy lifting, you know, and uh, as it relates to our daughter in terms of getting her what she needed uh, socially, emotionally, academically, and behaviorally, you know, you did a lot of that lifting and I felt it was important that you know I show respect for that and be present and help where I could and where I where I needed to be whether it be taking her to an appointment whether it be present at an IEP meeting you know those were things that were important uh, for me to make sure that I was there to make sure that I understood what was going on um, to make sure I could support um, as well. And in some instances, I think I did okay, but in others, yeah, not so good, you know. Um, so um, that, that's, that's, that pretty much sums it up. I think we all struggle with that. I know there were times when maybe she would get her hair done or have a new outfit, and I would, like, try to come in before her and just go, yo, <laughs> when she comes in. <laughs> You have to make a big deal about her hairdo. <laughs> like it was like you know I would I would come in like she's waiting for you to say something about her hair <laughs> mm -hmm. because you are a guy and it's like yeah oh and, and she would just beam and it's like oh look at your hair and she would just be so excited <laughs> so yeah. yeah I think that you know fashion and all that type of stuff so you know it's just one of those things where that's the point I think uh, or the beauty of a partnership like that when I know it's a big deal. And, I, and she's a girl and I know, you know, she wants her daddy to say something about her hair or her new outfit or whatever. You know, it was part of my role to just got to whisper and go because, you know, my dad would be the same way. He didn't recognize all of that stuff unless my mom maybe said something to him or whatever. So um, I think that comes with the territory of just, you know, helping out when it comes to that, because like you said, fashion and new shoes and paying attention to whether or not that's a new dress. Most guys are like. <laughs> they're not, they're not oh yeah, it. yeah. We'd be like, oh really? I mean, you know, that's pretty much a lot of times where we are because that's our daughter, you know. Um, and that's different when you know it's our spouse, or you know, it's like, oh, you got a, you bought a new dress, or you know, you got, you know, I mean, we better recognize it when it comes to you, but you know, <laughs> but that's our daughter. I mean, and it's like, okay, well, and and. You know, not that we wouldn't tell our daughters you look nice or I'm very proud of you, you look pretty. You know, those are things that are important for fathers to tell their children, to tell their daughters, especially. Um, because if you don't, somebody else is going to. And I've and I've and and 
I've heard this and I and I agree with it. It's like if you don't show your daughter how she needs to be treated, then that intensifies the possibility of her being mistreated. And that's why it's important for fathers to be present for their daughters just as much as it is to be present for their sons. Um, the greatest teacher for uh, and many, you know, the, the, the lady is, the, the woman is probably the quintessential uh, uh, teacher for girls. Um, but men need to be there to show them how they need, deserve to be respected and treated in society. And, you know, it was, a, it was a dear friend of ours that, you know, I thought it was very interesting years ago, you know, his wife was working with a group of young ladies and they actually had a seminar. And what I thought was cool about it was he was like, so you want to see the player's handbook? Well, here it is, you know, and it was one of those cute titles uh, that I, that it resonated with me. And this was just a man showing women how they, you know, how to navigate this thing, this male, female, you know, trajectory, whatever, relationship, um, how they need to conduct themselves out of, out in, in society. And not just for relationship, um, not just for relationship um, um, needs, but also for safety, you know, because we live in a society where, and again, this is where protective mode comes in, where men often exploit women especially young women and as men we need to prepare our daughters for that you know the biggest fear is our our, our daughters being uh mishandled or uh taken advantage of or done wrong by somebody um you know those kind of things um so it, it's ever so present you know it's ever so important that we be present for them in that that way and have those conversations with them about how they need to be treated and what to look out for and what to deal with and, and what not to deal with and what to put up with and what not to put up with. You know, that's really true. I think that it's important for them to see that with their dads and then they know, you know, I don't have to put up with this because they know what it is to be treated um, well and to be respected um, and special need or not. You know, hearing your dad tell you that you're beautiful and that you're worth it, all of that's important. And um, and she definitely got that from her daddy. So um, I think that um, you did a really great job uh, in letting her know that you loved her and appreciated her and taking my cue when I would say, she done got a new hair, do you need to tell us cue? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so she really, really would beam and really appreciated that. Um, and I'm glad that you were her dad, that you're her dad. And she was able to have somebody who, you know, one of the things that I really appreciated um, and you being a girl dad was your willingness to, you know, try to understand if you didn't what was going on or to not, um, you know, I did a lot of the lifting um, in a lot of different ways, especially as she got older, just because of what some of her disability entailed. But um, whenever it was time to go to the school and I felt it was important, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, I really think that society assumes that most black children come from a broken home and that they live with their mom right? And mm -hmm. that the dad isn't present in their lives. And I wanted to make sure that our children's teachers, people in society knew they got two parents and guess what? Their parents are together, clutched pearls, and that their dad can go to the, the meeting just as well as their mom can. And we all got the same last name, 
right? Because those are the things, nothing is wrong if some of that isn't the case, but I think society assumes that that's the way it is for most children of color, for most black kids. And I was very adamant that they know that I'm their mama, that's their dad, we've always lived together, and this is all they know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and you were very good at supporting that and also um, having that same belief. Because I think, you know, how do you feel? Do you think that that is something that people struggle with in society and that sometimes the importance of a dad, especially in a girl's life, we talk about it a lot with boys, but that especially in a girl's life, the presence of a dad is sometimes overlooked? Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I think that, uh, especially for children of color, uh, we're, we're often seen as not being present. Um, you know, it, it was it was funny. I was sitting down with your mother the other day, um, and it, it's it's just a two parent household. You just you just take for granted uh, a two a, a two parent household um, quite often, especially in the you know in the, the houses of people of color, uh, but how often do children not see or grow up in a two household, uh, a, a two person household? You know, one young lady your mother was talking to the other day at lunch, a high school student, uh, you know, she's getting ready to graduate. She shared that, you know, your mother, your mother introduced me and said, that's my son. And, um, you know, he's married to my daughter. And she says, how long have you been married to my daughter? I said, 24 years. And then, you know, mother, your mother said that um, she was married to your dad for 50, well, over 50 years or 50 years. And the girl was astonished. She was like, wow. Um, yeah, I, I've not seen that. That's not something that is, that, that's not my experience. And it just... You know, I it it it, it kind of touched me a little bit, and it's just like wow, you know, and and my experience is different than hers. I four time experienced um, uh, a, a two parent household, and then I didn't. You know, uh, I was mainly raised by my my biological father, um, my biological mother. You know, you've heard my story. My biological mother um, remarried. Both of them remarried, um, and. Uh, you know, uh, my 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 biological mama will be um, celebrating 50 years or 50 years with my dad uh, coming up in August. Um, you know, that wasn't the case with my biological dad. Um, but you know, um, it's just everybody doesn't roll the same, and everybody doesn't um, experience the same thing. So it's important. It's important to to take in this time and take in these, this this um, be grateful for this experience that we were able to raise our daughter and our son in a two person house you know two person home um, that they have that they have they know they have two parents that love them um, that care for them and um, will continue to be there for them as long as they can. Yeah, I do think that. Um... It is something that, you know, I grew up in a two-parent household. Obviously, my parents are still together. And um, 
you know, there are lots of children of all races who don't necessarily have that. And I think that there are times when fathers, especially black fathers, really get a bad rap, you know, in society and people just make assumptions based on what they see or the fact that the child may primarily be with the mom or whatever the case may be. And they make assumptions that um, they shouldn't make because you don't really know. And I think that the importance of a dad in a daughter's life can, you know, there are things like I can't teach her the way you can about the importance of how you let a man treat you, right? Because I'm not a guy. So I can't teach her that. She needs to know what it is to be loved by a man who is not trying to get something from you, take advantage of you, make you do things you don't want to do. And the only way she can do that is, you know, the the best way is to see it with her father. Um, There are just things that you get from a dad that a mom can't give, just like there are things you get from a mom that a dad can't give. And there's some emotional kind of hole that that can sometimes leave. Um, And so there are things that you can teach and show her that I would not be able to teach or show her as well. There were times when hearing you say she looked pretty in her new outfit or her new hairdo, you could tell the way she lit up wasn't the same as me because typically I'm there with her shopping and buying the stuff and we've looked at it together. So for her to walk in and and new and now you get to see it for the first time, it's like she gets to get excited all over again. Um, It's old hat when your mama does it because we, you know, you don't go shopping with her for the clothes I would go. So getting you just to get your reaction for the first time was always really sweet to see. And she was really, really excited about that. Um, So we're going to wrap up. I just wanted to uh, just kind of pick your brain about being a girl dad today, but what is the most cherished memory? Just one thing as she's been growing up that you will always kind of look back on and smile. Like I know sometimes we can be in the car talking and I might say you remember when they did this or that Uh, but what is one thing that always you think on maybe when you look at her now as an almost 20 year old uh, and it makes you smile from uh, watching her grow up I would have to say the most cherished memory that I have is when she performed performed a dance dance in the church for the very first time and it was you know, I was very proud of her. Um, I was proud that she was able to do it. You know, it was just, it was just, I don't know, it was a very good moment. It was a very emotional moment for me to see her do well at that time. So I'd have to say the dance recital and probably another time was when she did cheerleading. Uh, you know, uh, I got to see her, you know, she was like wanting me to come and watch her cheer at her, at her school's basketball game. So um, I rushed, I, I don't, I can't remember. I, I think I left school that afternoon or maybe I, I, I left a workshop or something to that effect. And I rushed over to make sure that I didn't miss it. So I, those are probably two of the, the most, uh, cherishing, cherishing moments that I have. And I remember those. And I think, um, and I'll let you say why for me, uh, they were important because they were social things that, Sometimes I I wondered if she would ever feel comfortable doing, you know, because, um, you know, sometimes socially those things can make her nervous. So the fact that she wanted to cheer or that she was willing to dance um, really made me excited and proud of her because sometimes I know those situations made her a little nervous 
Uh, so why were those big moments for you? Pretty much the same thing. I mean, she, she, uh, she, she, she basically went, went for it. She did it. Um, uh, you know, and, and socially she could be kind of awkward and that, that would concern whether she was going to do it or not, whether she wanted to do it or not. And she did it. She wanted to be, she wanted to be out there and, 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 and just have fun. And that's, so that's, that's pretty much the same reason, just basically the same reason that because of the, um, the socialization. Yeah, I think she really enjoyed it. Uh, well, just one more time before we go. Happy Father's Day, boo. Thank you. <laughs> um, I am glad that you are my baby girl's dad and that you're my son's dad, too. Um, but we're talking dads and daughters since we're all about girls and women here in my shoes. But um, I did not want to let the time pass without talking about how important it is for dads to be there for their daughters, how much I appreciate all dads, especially our black men who are holding it down and who are there for their children. Um, and especially those girls, I am a, my daddy is a girl dad. Um, and so I did not want to let this time pass without saying happy father's day to all of our dads and to especially one of my favorite dads, my husband. So happy father's day to you and to my daddy and to all of the other dads, men who've been like fathers, uncles, godfathers, happy Father's Day to all of you. I hope you guys have a very special, special day. Uh, that's all the time we have today for In My Shoes. If there's anything you want to hear us talk about, you know what to do. Hit me up at KDT at InMyShoesToday.com. Again, that is KDT at InMyShoesToday.com. And until the next time, be blessed.